so the Moss Mansion uh, was the home of the Moss family, Preston Boyd Moss and his wife Maddie Moss and their six children, uh, who you can all see photographed here. This was on their 50th wedding anniversary. Uh, when I came to the museum in 2013, we had uh, one full-time staff member and two part-time staff members. Uh, we currently have two full-time staff members and four part-time <coughs> staff members. We have managed to increase our budget from about anywhere between eighty-five dollars to $130,000 a year to around $365,000 a year. We are entirely self-funded. Uh, so the state of Montana does own 65% of us and the city owns 35%. Uh, while they give lots of moral support, uh, financial support is difficult to come by. And so uh, we work very diligently to make sure that we can preserve uh, this historic home and the family's history and uh, local history and culture. And so what the Montana History Foundation grant did for us was allow us to do something that was apparently groundbreaking, uh, which we didn't completely understand until we started doing it, uh, which was switch over to self-guided tours in our historic house museum. Um, so I have photos here of the mansion. Uh, this was early on in the mansion's history. This is a, from a postcard actually on the left. And then on the right, uh, the mansion in 2017. Uh, previous generations of volunteers and staff members have done a spectacular job of preserving this historic home. Uh, and now we have decided to uh, make it even more open to the community. So we are doing that through uh, use of a few different security features now that we've opened it up. Typically when you would come into the house, you would come in for a one hour tour. Uh, they were scheduled on the hour. And the problem that we had was that was that we frequently, especially during the summer, have people that would come to Billings and want to come see the house and they would call us or they would show up and say, I have half an hour. I have to catch a flight and we would have to say we're so sorry you can't come in um, and we didn't want that to happen anymore so uh, while we still do offer guided tours for those who are very passionate about getting that really intimate one-on-one -on -one experience with one of our tour guides uh, we are open daily now to self-guided tours throughout the time that we are open uh, we have been able to do that because we went through the house methodically and removed anything that could be wandered off with very easily um, and with the plan to reintegrate some of those things back in as we were able to secure different areas. So the first thing we did was we actually went in on the left hand side here. We have a uh, plexiglass. I know it's a little hard to see because it is clear but you can see some of the reflections there that go into the kitchen pantry so that we could keep some of the integrity of what the museum was uh, intact as we did this. There was a moment where my boss, uh, Jenna, said, um, it looks a little bare. <laughs> um, but as we started to reintegrate signage and put other items back in, uh, it has actually sort of blossomed into something that we weren't expecting. As we removed things and have slowly integrated other objects and other signage back in, we've actually made it so that people can take a moment and actually take in what they are looking at. Because here's the thing about the Moss Mansion. Uh, it is overwhelmingly beautiful. <laughs> there is um, a level of detail in this home that you don't get even in other mansions um, around the United States. 
So what I like to say is that while other homes um, of wealthy families were generally built to, you know, of course live in, but also to hold the collections that those families um, brought into their spaces, Mr. and Mrs. Moss seemed to be more interested in creating a home that was an artwork. So when you go into the first floor of the house, uh, we have different architectural stylings in every room of the first floor. And then the second floor is uh, family apartments. Um, we wanted people to be able to come in and not only look at this beautiful architecture, but see some of those details and not be overwhelmed by everything that is happening in the house and all of the objects that could potentially be there. We realized that um, while the concept of the Historic House Museum has been to provide a living history experience, that is not financially within our grasp. We will never be able, at least right now, to be able to provide living historians on site in the proper clothing, living the particular way. That is not going to happen. So we decided to turn it more into a cultural center um, and provide a slightly more traditional museum experience in a non-traditional museum. Um, so now, uh, we'll go back to that last photo, that photo there in the center is some of the new signage that we've created. This is a sort of temporary go. Our, our um, uh, grant from the Montana History Foundation has allowed us to make signage. We did an initial print to sort of see how it was going to function and we will get uh, more concrete signage a little later on. Uh, we've definitely already learned some things and I'm glad that we went this route. Um, and then on the bottom right hand side are actually our new stanchions. So while in most spaces of the home the stanchions have been removed so that people can have a more intimate experience with the home, um, there are still certain things that we want to have out on display that we don't want people walking on. So for example, um, in that image there is one of the original rugs from the home in that room. Most of those have been taken up and put into storage, but we wanted to leave at least one or two out on display. And so we do use stanchions in those areas and around some of our fireplaces that are a little more fragile. Um, but that's the, one of the big things that we've gotten in feedback as people have um, come through the home is that they, even without talking to any of our site historians who we have on site at all times to interact with people who might come visit, um, they feel the intimacy of the space that they don't get when they go to visit other um, historic sites. The other great thing about um, what we are able to do with the space now because of the grant is uh, we can expand our exhibits. So instead of just presenting information on the Moss family, which is the foundation of what we do and the foundation of all of the information that we have out and then our site historians do give to people, um, we are now also bringing in exhibits that uh, speak to the larger community and that the larger community can connect in with. So for example, this year, our summer exhibit was um, food and family in the Yellowstone Valley. And um, it was about, it's, or it is, it will be up through the 5th, so if you want to stop by, <laughs> it's still up. Uh, it's about food traditions here in the Yellowstone Valley and how agriculture has influenced them. Uh, we start the exhibit uh, by talking about P.B. Moss and his history with agriculture here, and we lead into information that talks about current producers and current farming practices today with information for current farmers that locals or people who come to visit might want to connect in with themselves. Mm -hmm. um, 
we are finding that this is very successful. And along with that, we are actually also doing simultaneous art exhibits, um, which we are proud to do because Maddie Moss was uh, quite the artist herself, and we feel that it's uh, continuing through the, that tradition of um, creative practice in the home without, you know, painting on the carpets. <laughs> um, Overall, we have had an increase in tour funds of about $20,000 over the 2016. So from 2016, we um, increased about 15,000 and we're, we're going to hit about 20,000 over that original um, uh, income that we had from, from tourists and people coming to visit us. We now offer a variety of um, other uh, fun events that we try to relate back to our history a little bit. So uh, upcoming, we have Montana Spirits at the Moss, which is a taste <coughs> test of Montana-made alcohols uh, that are paired with stories from the regions that those alcohols come from, along with some uh, fun experiences that various staff volunteers and, and guests have had in the house itself, because that is the one thing we get asked most being a historic house is, are you haunted? Um, so we're gonna we're gonna play with everyone's imaginations and then tell some actual history about where those stories come from. Uh, we also are doing things like uh, radio plays um, in our music room. So traditionally, the Moss family would hold concerts in the house. They would have uh, guests over and throw parties, and we. Uh, have decided to expand on that culture a little bit and continue similar things in the home. Uh, so if you come visit us this December, we have a miracle on 34th Street that is coming and it is done in the Prairie Home Companion style where we have all of the sound effects and everything and they do all live in front of you. Um, but we are so grateful to the Montana History Foundation because if not for them, we would not have been able to do any of this. We would not have stabilized our tour income the way that we have been able to. And um, we wouldn't have, as we found out uh, a week and a half ago at Montana, uh, or at the museum, Mountain Plains Museums Association conference, apparently we have uh, sparked the interest of the National Endowment of the Humanities. And they've actually asked us to come help them with some things because we didn't understand but apparently we're leading historic house museums in the nation in new approaches to dealing with how we are a museum. So yeah, thank you very much.